episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to a Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number 29. In this episode, long talk about video bed pen stories. More family-friendly game recommendations and ways to use music to enrich your homeschool. <laughs> Honey, where's my glasses? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the, the Savvy, savvy Homeschool Moms. Moms. So what's the time code to skip to the end of our chit-chat this week, Tina? 10 minutes, 46 seconds. And how was your couple of weeks since our last recording? Yeah. <laughs> Has it been almost a month now? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. Well, let's see. I'm going to do a whiz through because uh, you guys don't need to sit here and listen to everything that's been going on for the last month. <laughs> So let's see. Tiran is super into Biddy Bedtime Stories now. I know I mentioned that um, at one point in the past, and uh, I wanted to bring it up again because now he insists on listening to Biddy the Duck every single night before bedtime, which is really, really cute. I find myself laughing along. It's very cute. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Links in the show notes. Uh, we've been incorporating art into our homeschooling. Uh, we added some painting to our history lessons recently. I posted some some other paintings of some of the stuff that we were studying in history. That was kind of cool. Uh, we made it through Eggfest, which was a big local event that Becky and I worked on. <laughs> <laughs> so much work, but it turned out so fun. We had such a good time. That was great. Uh, let's see. We had a pretty fun and fairly uneventful, meaning not stressful, um, Easter with family. We did an indoor egg hunt at my sister-in-law's house. That was fun. It was it had rained the day before, so it was too wet to do an out, outdoor egg hunt. Let's see. Maven finally got her iPod Touch that she's been saving up for over a year for. She got a refurbished one, so she cool. has been ecstatic. And uh, she's she's now new into the texting world. She has a friend who has an uh, an old uh, first generation iPhone that she texts with, so that's fun. Uh-huh. I'm okay with that so far. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Hannah. You know Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem with her texting Hannah. Um, let's see. I finally got a laptop. Yay! Adam finally got some bonus checks here and there, and then we were able to save up some of it to put towards a, a a laptop for me finally so yay i'm still still learning um windows 8 <laughs> <laughs> and still trying to uh um you know get it all formatted the way i want it and everything but lots of doctor who desktop images now yay <laughs> yay let's see and also in no particular order uh let's see doctor who has returned yay very excited uh we started reading more again um i'll mention the books in the books of the week section we started our science co-op again that was really fun that went yes. really well we're still enjoying The Amazing Race and doing country reports. That's going really well. Maven's almost entirely caught up on that. Um, she only has one to do. Tyrion still has a bunch. But, you know, he's seven, so maybe yeah. we'll skip some of them. <laughs> Not as easy for him. Exactly. We finally, or I finally got my hair cut. 
<laughs> two and a half years. Yes, it really has. <laughs> Last time I got my haircut was on my 40th birthday. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to be 43 this year. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see. And I dyed it again. So, uh, well, I was a redhead for most of a week. <laughs> it's now <laughs> fading already. It's crazy. Red is hard to keep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very, very hard to to maintain red which I hear from everybody. Uh, let's see. I had my 14th. Well, we had our 14th wedding anniversary, Adam and I. Congratulations. Yes. Went out to our favorite teppanyaki place. As <laughs> always, we do that every year. Um, we've had lots of field trips recently to the zoo. And, and uh, just a couple of days ago, we went to an organic farm. That was really fun. Fun. Uh, let's see. And Becky's had technical issues, which she'll mention. <laughs> I'm having migraines galore again. Yay, fun. Woo. <laughs> and I'm actually looking forward to summer. <laughs> I can't believe that. Even though I hate the heat, I am looking forward to the break from homeschooling so I can try to catch up on some other things in my life. So that's my rundown. What have you been up to? <laughs> well, my technical issues that um, Tina mentioned was um, my desktop power supply died. Uh, and yeah. um, so I, as soon as I could scrape together the fundage, I uh, ordered a new one. And it came in and it worked for exactly uh, six hours. <laughs> and then it had to be replaced again. But yeah. the one we have now seems to be working really well. So everyone, fingers crossed that it will stay working. And um, I really appreciate the fact that my darling husband did all of the work in this instance. Usually I'm the one that does all of the hardware swapping out and all of that kind of thing. Um, but mm -hmm. he said he wanted to do it. And so he, you know, took pictures as he was taking the old one out and then put the new one in and, and both of them actually he installed. So that was very nice. Mm -hmm. And at this point I have a working desktop again. Yay. Yay. Um, recently I got my old Kindle. Uh, I had an old uh, like first gen Kindle set up for Danielle. And because uh, I've been using my iPad now as my Kindle instead of the old Kindle. And I gave my Kindle fire to my oldest son. And um, she's been uh, enjoying reading a lot more with the Kindle. Yay. Yes. So, you know, it's amazing what technology will do. Because the words on the page are the same, but having the technology in your hand makes it more fun, I guess. Yeah. Yep. So, um, in uh, keeping with last uh, episode's theme, we incorporated some art into our science this time around. Cool. We made coffee dough fossils. Yay. And we grew some really gorgeous bright blue salt crystals. Neat. To go with our rock and mineral study we were doing. And then for history, we made a Viking longboat. Yay. Which was kind of fun. And it was really great because um, we sent a picture of it to our friend Lex, who has a son named Thor. And, yeah. <laughs> and Lex sent us back this great picture of Thor all dressed up as, well, Thor. <laughs> the historical Thor. So that was kind of fun. We've had several really important meetings about Jack's IEP since our last recording. And I just have to say it's been really a great relief working with people who seem to genuinely want to help Jack. And uh, to be honest, it is so much better than when I was doing it all by myself. Sure. When I was doing it all by myself, it was very overwhelming. But this has been really great having the charter school there and supporting us. Yes. So uh, months and months and months ago, we planted this thing called a root viewer, which I'm going to include a, include a link in the show notes to it. It's really this cool thing where you can plant root vegetables in test tube-like containers so you can see things growing. We planted onions, radishes, and carrots. 
And the only thing that actually sprouted was the carrots. And now think about it. This was like six months ago, maybe. Yeah. But I have been faithfully watering the thing in the windowsill <laughs> and trying really. And it, it had a really nice green top, but it seemed like nothing was growing underneath. And then uh, the other day, Danielle comes running in. She's like, Mom, Mom, look, look. And she showed me this little teeny tiny carrot top. So I thought, <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's a carrot there. So um, And it was orange. So I thought, well, I guess it's time to pick it. So we picked the carrot, and it was about the size of a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> it was this little tiny thing so and funny. it was so adorable because the kids were so proud of it and they took turns <laughs> taking itty bitty nibbles off oh, of cute. it until it was all gone that's funny <laughs> it was it was super sweet too it was a really sweet little tiny carrot oh funny it's like the tiny ones that were in the ERCLC garden did you exactly. see how tiny those were they were like yeah. toothpicks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were really narrow this one was fat skinny. but yeah. really short it was hilarious <laughs> So six months of work for, you know, a single bite. I mean, smaller <laughs> than like a baby carrot that you'd get in the store. Right, right. That's funny. <laughs> um, we started a unit on Charlotte in, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, Giverny? I think it's Giverny. Giverny, I yeah. Think, I'm terrible at pronouncing things. At France. <laughs> at France. I'm not good at France. <laughs> French. <laughs> the word is French. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I took French in high school and I'm still not good at it. So, you know, <laughs> and uh, that's by Joan McPhail Knight. And at the same time, we're going to be studying impressionistic painters. And when I first started, I gave Danielle a book about impressionistic painters and we talked about them and everything. And she didn't really seem all that interested in it until I mentioned that, okay, Van Gogh or Van Gogh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, was in it. And then she got all excited about of it. Of course. So, Thank you, Doctor Who. I know. <laughs> That's our favorite, too, that episode. <laughs> For, you know, getting my daughter excited about impressionistic painters. How funny. And lastly, I discovered a new app. It's called uh, Sakura Quick Math. Oh, yes. And it is a timed math practice. It covers addition through division. But instead of having a time limit, you're right. competing against your own best time. So it's fantastic for kids who are stressed out about timed math tests. I know, like mine. Yeah, so they're, cool. they're only competing against themselves to do and it. And it counts up instead of down. Exactly. So, yeah. Very so nice. it's pretty awesome. And um, you can do, you know, just addition, just subtraction, or you can mix it all together. And mm -hmm. also, um, as our friend Lex pointed out, it's nice because while you're working one problem, you can see what the next problem is going to be. Oh, right. So, you know, it gives you some warning of what's coming up next as well. So it covers mm -hmm. a lot of different anxieties that kids may have. Right. So I highly recommend it. Sakura Quick Bath. Yes. And the link will be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, I, I do feel silly, though, with that when I, when I shared the app, I shared, like, my worst time on the multiplication. <laughs> and the reason my time is bad on the multiplication is it doesn't like how I make my twos. I know. I noticed it doesn't like some of mine, too. Yeah, I make my twos too curly. You have to do the curve and then the straight bottom line or else it won't take it. So, yeah. But once you get used to how it likes you to draw it, then it's pretty easy. So mm -hmm. there's that. What about <laughs> books? What have you guys been reading? Oh, my gosh. We've actually been reading... Well, I have at least. It's not as much, but <laughs> yes. So we just finished um, a couple of different books, actually, um, starting with Magic by Angie Sage. Um, that's Magic with a Y. So it's M-A-G-Y-K, um, which we've mentioned before. So good. That was the first book in the Septimus Heap series. And I am or I already ordered the next book because that was so good. Then we moved on to a Neil Gaiman, which Yay. thanks to you, we finally <laughs> read a Neil Gaiman Interworld, which is actually him and Michael Reeves together wrote it. And from some of the reviews I was reading, it sounds like they don't think Neil Gaiman really had much to, much 
input in it because it sounds like it's more not his style basically <laughs> so i i at the same time that um the kids and i were reading interworld i had picked up another neil gaiman book so i'll talk about that when i get down to my books <laughs> um but anyway it was really really good I, I i really liked it a lot it was um it was very much if you've ever watched the series sliders it had a, a little bit of a well initially i thought it was like, identical to it <laughs> but then it turned out it had a, so much more to the plot than the sliders tv show which i actually really liked the sliders tv show at least the first couple seasons yeah so um but it was even better. It was, you know, sliding into different dimensions. They call it walking in this one. So anyway, it's really good. I recommend it. Um, and now we are currently reading The 13th Unicorn by W.D. Newman. Um, and that was a free uh, book on Amazon. It was a, it's a Kindle book. So I have it for my, for my iPhone app, my Kindle app. Awesome. And um, we just started that. So I can't really say much about it yet. But so far it looks pretty good. Uh, let's see. Tyrion read Snake and Lizard by Joy Crowley. Um, Stuart's Cape by Sarah Pennyba Pennypacker. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then one day he was desperate to read a book so he could get an hour on the computer. So he grabbed one of Maven's Flower Fairy books <laughs> and he read Bethany the Ballet Fairy, which he said was really good. Um, by Daisy Meadows, and then he decided to start digging into the Magic Puppy series. So now he finished Magic Puppy number one, um, and he's now working on Magic Puppy number two, which I didn't put the actual titles in here, but it's the Magic Puppy series by Sue Bentley. And the link is in the show notes, so it'll take you right there. And they're really cute series. Maven really liked those when she was his age, so... Um, and then we also read a bunch of nonfiction picture books. I had checked a bunch out from the library and we ended up reading them all back to back because they were over two. And I was like, quick, <laughs> we got to return these. So we read, and I highly recommend all of these. They all turned out to be really good. Um, the Boy on Fairfield Street um, by Kathleen Kroll. And that's about Dr. Seuss as a boy. Cool. Um, William Shakespeare and the Globe by Aliki. Love this book. This was a great intro to William Shakespeare. And I love Aliki, so. Um, now I'm not sure how to say this because this is another French word, but I think it was Ray Dute, the, uh, the artist. Ray Dute. It's, it's in the know. show notes. Ray Dute, the man who painted flowers. I guess he's a real famous painter which i actually had sort of heard of but i didn't really wasn't familiar with so the, the book was fascinating that's by carolyn kroll and kroll as opposed to kroll <laughs> the other one is k-r-u-l and this one is c-r-o-l-l -L. um let's see and then the next one we read was my napoleon by katherine brighton which was a cute book about napoleon obviously um the king's day off it's louis the 14th of france and that's by Aliki as well. Um, if you haven't read any Aliki books, you should go check them out because I really like Aliki. And I don't know if Aliki's a male or female, but are you familiar with the Aliki books? I am. And I actually, we just got a dinosaur because we're talking about fossils. We just got a dinosaur book by them. And I, I'm not sure if. They're... Yeah, I don't know if it's a male or female. We'll have to look that up at some point. Um, and then the last picture book that I was going to mention today was called Paris 1789, A Guide to the Paris on the Eve of the Revolution by Rachel Wright. And that one was really cute because it's a picture book, but it's written in style of a travel guide from 1789. So it's like Fun. <laughs> really funny. It talks about places to go and things to avoid. And, you know, it's really cute. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Paris right as the revolution is getting ready to happen. So. Um, Aliki. Aliki is a she. 
Oh, it is a she. You looked it up. Okay, so now we can say she. I don't know why I always thought it was a man, but then I knew, then I was like, I don't really have any reason to think that she, he is a man, so it's a she. <laughs> Yay! Okay, <laughs> now we know. Let's see if I can actually remember. <laughs> <laughs> so Maven read a book called Never Sink by Barry Wolverton. I don't know if she was in the middle of that last episode or not, but she finished it. And now she's currently reading, well, she started. I don't know if she's actually reading it currently. I'm going to have to push her to finish it if she wants to get it done before it's uh, before it's due at the library. But it's called Into the Woods by Lynn Gardner. And me, I finally finished Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yay! Yay! By Douglas Adams. Not my thing. I, it Aww. was good, but eh, I was, it was one of those books that I'm like, eh, it wasn't bad. But I, thought, I know I'm horrible because that's exactly how I felt about <laughs> about the hobbit as well which is horrible because i am so into sci-fi and fantasy and both of those are such classics that everybody's crazy about them i don't know why i didn't like them much but they just weren't my thing what can you do so i'm moving on i picked up the seventh moon by marius gabriel and oh my gosh that book is so 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 good this is a book i could not put down at all it's um takes place during world well it starts off in world war during world war ii and then late then it's like 20 i want to say 20 or 30 years later i think it's about 20 25 years later um uh then it, it picks up and that'll be so it's like in the 1970s i guess that would be <laughs> and um uh, anyway, I, I highly recommend this book, but, uh, but uh, with some, um, warnings that there are some adult <laughs> things in it. <laughs> so if you don't like that, you might not like, although it's not, it's only, there's only a couple of instances. So, um, but you know, and there are some, there are some, there is some foul language, but that was not as bad as some of the, <laughs> the <laughs> I only say this because I recommended it to my mom and now I'm cringing going, Oh God, my mom's reading this. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, not for children <laughs> and probably not good to recommend to a pastor's wife, but I already did, so <laughs> I think she could handle it. But <laughs> anyway, so it's really, really good. I mean, like, oh, crazy good. I couldn't, I could not put it down. It was really good. I don't know if I even go into it because there's so many twists and turns and everything, but historical fiction with all kinds of twists and turns. Really good. Uh, let's see. And then uh, after I read that, I read The Graveyard Book by Neil, Neil Gaiman. Loved Yay! it. That was so that good. <laughs> yes. Very, very, very good. I won't be, my kids and I won't be reading that though. Maven might actually be able to handle it, but I didn't like the whole intro with the whole family getting killed part. But yeah. Tyrion's not ready for that. Maven probably, she would probably like it. So I may actually recommend it to her at some point. But um, yeah, so just be warned if to pre-screen it if you're, if you're sensitive to those kind of books for your kids. Pre-screen it. Um, highly recommend it, though. Very, very good book. Yes. And now I just started the book Breathless by Dean Koontz. And I can't believe I'm reading a book by Dean Koontz. But I've read <laughs> all of Dean Koontz. Have you? Yeah, I don't they're, know. they're really okay, I'll, I'll tell you my, my theory on Dean Koontz, okay? Okay. They're really good right up until the end oh, and then, really? like the it's like someone said okay dean you've got to wrap everything up in the next five pages you know and it's oh, like, no. then he like everything goes super super fast at the very end but other than that his book's pretty good actually huh. i don't think i've ever read anything by him and i've always i don't know i guess i've always kind of seen him as not a high quality author but i don't know where oh. i got that impression because oh, no, i've never read fluff. anything by him he's complete so. fluff i mean oh fluff okay see that's what i thought yeah <laughs> but I my mother-in-law recommended it to me and loaned it to me and so i was looking for a happy book and so she says this is a happy book i don't mm. know if it is or not i mean i'm <laughs> assuming because she said so 
I was this was a while back. I was looking for something happy, something with a happy ending, something a good feeling book, and so she gave me this. So we'll see what see. Uh, hopefully, I like it better than the one that my dad loaned me. So it ended <laughs> up being boring to me. So. <laughs> There Which I go. never did get back to, but I may end up reading it again someday. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> that's what I've been reading and what we've been reading. So what have you guys been reading? Well, first of all, I have to say that um, because you said you were reading the Graveyard Book and Interworld, I felt the need to contact Neil Gaiman and let him know that I converted <laughs> someone. And um, I was so pleased he wrote back and said, thank you. <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> message cool. from Neil Gaiman. Anyways, that was exciting to me. <laughs> Take a screen capture and, of that. Okay, so what have we been reading? So together, of course, we're still listening to Inkheart. That's like a you know twenty-one oh, so hour good. book or something. But we're oh, yeah. almost done. We're we're getting close to the end, so that's exciting. And um, we finished the measly Middle Ages from the Horrible Histories, and uh, we started How to Be a Medieval Knight by Fiona MacDonald. <laughs> and uh, that's really cool. It's kind of a book about like if you want to be a medieval knight, this is what you have to do. It's like got the job posting and how you get trained okay. and everything. It's pretty, and it's written like a how-to book. It's really oh, neat. cute. And we also read You Are Stardust by Ellen Kelsey. Kelsey? And I have to say that it is a beautiful book. I mean, oh, wow. beautiful book. I'm not a huge picture book person. I'm not big on, you know, like the illustrations and stuff like that. But this book, the reason I checked it out was because of the illustrations. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's beautiful. I highly recommend it. Cool. And we're also reading Knights and Castles by Philip Dixon, which is an awesome book that um, goes into um, all sorts of great pictures and things like that um, for, well, obviously Knights and Castles, <laughs> <laughs> which is, as you can tell, where we're at in history right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's see, Danielle finished reading Fairy School Dropout by Meredith Badger. And she started reading The Royal Diaries, Marie Antoinette by Catherine Lasky. Mm. And, which is awesome because that's a little bit after or a little bit before the time frame that we're studying for um for the impressionists but it's the same area it's in france so i figured close I enough i think that book is one that i just had and returned to the library we never did read because that's because <laughs> we're reading that time period <laughs> in france and danielle had checked out another one about i believe a japanese um princess but i had asked her if she could set the japanese one aside and read the marie antoinette one first mm-hmm. because it seemed more appropriate for what we were doing right. for language arts love and those also, royal diaries those are yeah. really good yeah she's really enjoying it and also um she has discovered those remember those old draw 50 things books uh-huh she has discovered those draw 50 cats <laughs> draw 50 monsters draw 50 flowers i'm looking That's at funny. draw 50 creepy crawlers <laughs> oh, nice. got those books all over the house now mm. and and she's actually doing, she did some sketches of cats that are excellent. I mean, they look, they look just like they're supposed to. It was amazing. <laughs> so that was cool. And let's see, Jack, um, I only have two books down for Jack, but these were his two favorites um, recently, was Fire Truck Factory by Katherine Anderson, which actually goes into how fire trucks are built. Wow. Uh, and The Big Book of Airplanes by Carolyn Bingham. And this is a big book. It is huge. It's one of the DK readers. Mm-hmm. It's got a ton of great pictures and a ton of great information about the different aircraft that are out there. And let's see, me, I am still working on the Beggar King um, from the um, Hangman's Daughter series, um, but I had to put that one on pause because um, I got a sudden urge to read Lois Lowry. 
And so uh, I paused The Beggar King and I read Messenger and Son by Lois Lowry. Those are from um, the Giver series. I don't know if you know about Mm this, The Giver and Gathering Blue. And it's all sort of set in the same world. Mm -hmm. And um, Messenger was great. Son, mm, not as great. Um, I still am glad that I read it, but I still feel kind of like it was unnecessary. But um, if you like the Lois Lowry books, um, I would definitely recommend Messenger. And I also um, read um, Etiquette and Espionage by Gail Carriger, mm-hmm. who is a fantastic steampunk, steampunk author. And I've read all of her other books. I actually have one of them autographed. Fun. And um, Etiquette and Espionage is this fantastic story about a young woman who gets um, recruited into finishing school um, because her mom doesn't know what to do with her because she's not your typical young lady of the time. And it turns out that the finishing school is for um, spies and assassins. And um, it's, it's act- the school is actually on um, a dirigible. Hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's a pretty, and some of the main characters are werewolves and vampires because most of Gail Carriger's um, novels are set in a world where vampires and werewolves are intricate parts of society. Cool. Yeah, so highly recommend Etiquette and Espionage. It's a great book. And now is the time when we like to pause for a little word from our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page. The homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. So, Tina, tell me about your link of the week. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have had a dickens of a time trying to come up with links lately. So I'm, like, Googling to find things. And I ended up stumbling across this website. It's not actually – well, it's a page on a website, but it's worth sharing. So, mm. And it's a it's a page of links, basically. Um, it's called – okay, it's on, it's on the website ihomeschoolnetwork.com. Um, and the page is 10 Days of – series. So it's ihomeschoolnetwork.com forward slash 10 hyphen days hyphen of hyphen series. So and the link will be in the show notes. So don't don't worry about writing that down. So okay, so you go to this page and I'll just read what it says here. It says um, it's a roundup of almost 300 posts full of homeschooling activities and advice child friendly and specialized recipes, biblical encouragement, good to know, and much, much more. So, um, there is, it looks like uh, 28 different bloggers and each one has a section on their, um, I'm guessing each one is 10 posts because it's each one is 10 days of 10 days of 10 days of. Mm -hmm. So the first one is 10 days and this one I really, really need to get in and read all of them. It's called 10 (laughs) days of terrible, horrible, no good, very bad homeschooling. (laughs) 
<laughs> intriguing. <laughs> but then they've got also 10 days of cultivating curiosity, 10 days of teaching with Legos. Yay! I got to get into that one. Uh, let's see what else would be good here. Uh, 10 days of nature study sounds good. Uh, 10 days of classic literature. 10 days of accidental unschooling. That sounds intriguing. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to read them all, but let's see what else would be. 10 days of math games and activities. 10 days of homeschooling for free and frugal. Uh, oh, I like this one. 10 days of pouring into your children's passions. There are a couple of religious ones. So just in case that's relevant to you, just heads up. But you'll notice it when you see it. And if you are religious, you'll probably love to zone in on those because um, there are several of them in here. Uh, 10 days of homeschooling 101. I'm guessing that's for the beginners. Uh, 10 days of teaching music. That would be a good one to go along with what we're talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. And, ooh, and they also have 10 days of homeschooling a high schooler, which I'm going to need at some point. Not that <laughs> frighteningly, not that far in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, this one is intriguing. The last one is 10 days of lasagna learning, teaching multiple ages. Hmm. Cool. haven't looked into that yet, but that looks intriguing. So so like our 10-year-old or your 12-year-old is like the pasta and like your 7-year-old is like the cheese or something? I don't know. Good question. I haven't dug into all of these because it would take a while to go through all of these. So I just like the titles. I did dug it, dig into a couple of them initially when I first found it. So I did see that there was quality stuff here. But wow, there's some really interesting stuff here. So I highly recommend checking this out if you like reading blog posts with – um examples from people's lives which is uh, that's what i prefer <laughs> yeah so and i recommend I, I recognize a lot of the faces in that uh, 28 faces picture they have there with all the bloggers i recognize uh -huh. a lot of those faces as bloggers cool. i actually read on a regular basis so that's cool right very cool so what's yours my link is playfullearning.net and the reason that i recommend this website is she has an excellent blog that has all sorts of great activities for making uh, learning a lot more fun. She also has a free ebook that you can download. I downloaded it in PDF and sent it over to my Kindle so I could read it there. Raising uh, the Playful Learning Guide to Raising Lifelong Learners. Hmm. Um, she also has a section here about e-courses, but all of them say coming soon. But all of them look like they will be really interesting when they finally do, when they do finally materialize. Her blog is broken down in sections, arts and crafts, math, reading, seasonal, and also sections about well-being, learning about, you know, physical health and that kind of thing, social and emotional well-being. And um, it's a really pretty blog. I, it is. I'm looking through it going, wow, this is <laughs> snazzy. Yeah, isn't it? It's lovely. And it's 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 um, full of lots of great information, lots of great links. And um, I have had a lot of fun poking around on here, finding all sorts of fun new things. Yeah. So, and you can also follow her on Facebook and on Twitter to keep up with um, the latest. And she also has a book. A oh. book, 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 book. Cool. Yep. Very, very cool. Okay. So, playfullearning.net. And now we're going to do some listener recognition. We got lots of great game suggestions this n recently. <laughs> uh, it said this week, but that was when we first wrote this. <laughs> uh, thanks to everyone who left a comment on episode 19. Um, and keep them coming. We put, we took a couple of them from there. Um, Ella mentioned a game called Dominion. It's a fun strategy game. Ariel suggested Forbidden Island, which is a cooperative family game. 
Becky, not this Becky, a different one, <laughs> said Spot It is a great game for all ages. And Marcy said she enjoys playing Sleeping Queens with her children. So we were talking about fun games for the whole family. And I know I had asked for some specific recommendations. So I am going to have to go check all those out. And there's more in the comments on episode 19. So head over to SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 19 to find all the rest of those and add your own. Because let's get a whole big old long list going here. That would be awesome for us to be able to to keep going back to that and find more recommendations when we need more games. Yep. And we got a new uh, review on iTunes. Remember, we love iTunes reviews. It's yes. just like giving us a lovely piece of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Esther said, love this podcast. Great advice on a wide range of practical homeschool topics. I listen near my iPad so I can bookmark all the great curriculum and web resources. Cozy, conversational feel. And that's what we're shooting for. We like Thank the cozy, you. conversational feel. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Esther. We got a comment on our website from Veronica, who says, still catching up on all the episodes and still loving it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're loving it. I will add, I enjoy the chit chat, but I'm a talker myself and I listen to you while I'm doing the dishes and it has really made my, made the job more interesting. And that's what I do too with my podcasts that I listen to while doing dishes. I wanted to add some volunteer ideas. Our homeschool group has a few parents who have organized a few different things for our kids to get out and help in the community. Great ideas. Uh, some go to help fill bags for one of the local food banks. Another group participates in Bookends, which is an organization that collects gently used books to give out to students at local schools. And another mom has arranged monthly performances at a local senior center. Kids do little skits, play instruments, and sing, etc. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you, Veronica. I appreciate that. Thanks. And from Facebook, Lauren um, shared a link with us. She said, a friend just suggested this site, and I thought I would share it since I get many great suggestions from you all. And the site is Space Math at NASA. And the link will be in the show notes because uh, it's, it's kind, kind of long. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> long, and there's like random letters in the middle, so I don't think anyone's going to remember it. But Right. And the page has a collection of books and other Space Math products in PDF format to download for Yay. free. Yes, and you can get that onto your iPhone then, too. Yes, you can. That would be great. So um, thank you very much, Lauren. We appreciate the link. And now we're going to go into our homeschool topic of the week, which we are very excited to share because we just spent a whole heck of a long time getting it all organized and we found some cool stuff. We did. <laughs> very excited. So last week we discussed how to incorporate art into your homeschooling. And this week we're going to discuss another way to make homeschooling more fun and meaningful by incorporating music into your homeschooling. This can be done in so many ways, such as folding it into the learning or using it as a break from the learning. And the first link that we're going to share in these show notes for you is this uh, website, songsforteaching.com. And there's a special page on there we want you guys to check out. Um, so it's songsforteaching.com forward slash teachertips.htm and the link is in the show notes so don't have to worry about writing that down but just thought I'd mention it. It's called Tips for Teachers How to Incorporate Music into Teaching and Lesson Plans and it has a whole bunch of links on here to all kinds of different pages with different information which we're going to pick out part of them and talk about them today, some of them. Um, but there is just 
just so many cool things. There's transitions with young children. There's uh, something in here called the prize, which is P-R-I-Z-E, like with periods at between each one. Uh, method of teaching songs and chants. And that's by Charlotte Diamond. If you're familiar with her, I saw her in concert one time with my kids. That was really fun. Uh, let's see. Here's a really cool article that we are going to pull some of this out today. Um, it's called You Played a Song, Now What? <laughs> with all <laughs> kinds of great ideas for how to... Um, uh, get the most out of your songs in the classroom. Uh, there's, uh, what else? There's a color chant in here. There's using music to create a dynamic learning environment. There's music, the key to learning. Oh, there's picture songs, storybooks. Hmm, that one looks really good. I hadn't seen that one yet. So anyway, I'm not going to read them all. There's tons of them in here. You just scroll and scroll and scroll and just, um, it, it's overwhelming at first, but just pick one and look at it and come back to the rest later. It's, I, it, there's just so many really great things in here. I highly recommend. So Becky's going to pull out some of those and help us get started. Okay. So on the website, Songs for Teaching, there is an article called 10 Ways to Help Kids Become Enthusiastic Learners Through Music by Patricia She. I'm thinking, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I'm not okay. going to read all 10 of them to you, but I'm going to just highlight some of them. Um, one of the things that music does is enhance listening skills by really listening, using all kinds of music to illustrate soft, loud, fast, slow, percussion, brass, strings, alliteration, rhyme, tonal qualities. What about the spaces between the mo- notes? What are the lyrics saying? You know, really giving your children opportunity to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, using songs to improve spoken language skills, work out and write rhymes, even silly nonsense ones, write a song, paying attention to meter and scanning, line length and syllable sounds. What's the similarities between singing pitches and speaking? Um, It's also, um, you could use music for direction, making up little songs when it's time to put toys away. I mean, who doesn't know the cleanup song, right? (laughs) (laughs) My kids are 10 and 7, and I still sing that song sometimes because... You know, it reminds them when they were toddlers and we do that song, you know. The Bear in the Big Blue House cleanup song. Exactly. That one's great. And the, (laughs) uh, yeah, Bear in the Big Blue House has a lot of great songs for a lot of great situations. Yes. Um, Using music to teach social skills. There's many wonderful songs extolling the virtues of sharing, peaceful resolution to conflict, cooperation, and more. Songs teach tolerance and understanding of people with different abilities. Some teach caring about our environment. Children can internalize the positive messages of those songs if they sing and hear them, just as you can internalize negative messages in music. Make sure that the songs you expose children to are what you want them to learn. Scrutinize lyrics. Never take it for granted that children's music has all positive lyrics. Hmm. There are many ways adults can use music to help children learn and grow with joy. And there's some more great ideas from an article called Extending Songs as Teaching Supplements um, by Sue Fenton. Um, this is from the You Played a Song, Now What? article. Um, they talk about investigating further some of the songs that you've just, li- like you play a song and then investigate it. So the first idea is investigate the life of the songwriter. And I can tell you that, um, Raffi, if you're not familiar with Raffi, where are you living? <laughs> Under a rock or something. <laughs> but check out Raffi. His, his website is, um, raffinews.com. And he has a, a fascinating autobiography. Um, so, you know, go listen to a whole bunch of his music. I'm sure your library has every, every one of his CDs. And, um, and then, and then learn a little bit about Raffi as a person his I read his autobiography a while back and oh my gosh fascinating I I'm, obviously it's not probably gonna 
capture the interest of m- most young kids and I don't know how much of it even old. Well, the older kids probably would like it, but you might want to just pull, you know, read it yourself and then pull from it and tell them, did you know that Rafi lived in blah, 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 you know, and I can't remember the exact, I know he's Armenian, but he was living somewhere else and I can't remember where it is now. So go look it up. It's, it's <laughs> really fascinating. It's a really good story. Easy read. Uh, let's see. And then uh, also investigate the bios of any real person mentioned in a song. Like, for example, a Raffi song called Jane Jane. And it's called Jane Jane because it's about Jane Goodall. So you can go listen to this Jane Jane song and then go learn about Jane Goodall. Um, you can investigate the period in history and events that are mentioned. Uh, immediately came to mind for me was Oh My Darling Clementine. That's about the gold rush. So you could learn about the, listen to, sing the song and then go learn about the gold rush or mm-hmm. incorporate it into your lesson about the gold rush. Uh, you can investigate aspects of civilization and culture like art and food, etc. Uh, Becky found a really great song called Vincent, or wait, is the song called Vincent or is it Starry Starry Night? It's called Vincent, but then it's like co-titled Starry Starry Night. I Most see. people, I think, know it by Starry Starry Night. Starry Starry Night. Okay. Well, anyway, it's by Don McLean and it's about Vincent Van Gogh. And I ha- I don't think I'd ever heard it before today. Really? Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. I love that song. Yes. We have a... um. Link in the show notes for the video on YouTube. That's a very cool video. Yes. Uh, and of course, go, you know, check out Doctor Who too. <laughs> <laughs> what's that doctor? What's that episode called? I can't even Vincent remember. Vincent and the Doctor. Vincent and the Doctor. There you go. Good episode. Fantastic. It does have a monster in it. So if you have young ones, you might want to pre-screen it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a weird chicken no, monster. No, it's, it's so. Maven calls it the parrot dragon or something like that. It exactly. looks like a bird dragon thing yeah it's not that <laughs> creepy it's uh-huh. funny <laughs> it's not meant to be funny but it's kind of weird yeah anyway <laughs> but i digress so you can also investigate um terms or phrases used or music styles or dialects in the song uh how about learning um what the expression stuck between a rock and a hard place is by watching the rolling stones video or listening to the rolling stone songs I think it's called rock in a hard place, not stuck between, but you know, you can learn about that phrase um, and listen to the song. Uh, let's see. You could also investigate the background of a folk song and legend. Um, pretty much any song you're going to find, especially folk songs, you're going to find on Wikipedia. So go check it, whatever song you want to learn about, go check it out on Wikipedia. And it has the story behind it. Um, you could investigate real world places and institutions cited in the songs. I have a really cool list that you can go check out. It's called, um, Road Trip 10 Songs Inspired by Real Places. And they list a bunch of songs like, uh, here's one that I know. Where is it? Penny Lane by the Beatles, which is an actual place. Dead Man's Curve by Jan and Dean. Soul Kitchen by The Doors. Anyway, it lists a bunch of them and you can go find the story behind those songs there. Uh, also you can investigate the detail, the details of a scientific process. An excellent song I recommend is the Water Cycle Song by Steve Songs. And actually he's got all kinds of science songs. So you can go check out stevesongs.com and, um, and he's got more than just that song. Um, and then also Banana Slug String Band, which is bananaslugstringband.com. They have a bunch of science, tons of science songs. Dirt Made My Lunch is one that's about decomposition. So, um, so that, those are some specific examples of ways that you can, um, extend songs with teaching supplement as teaching supplements. 
Awesome. Also from the Songs for Teaching website, there's an article called Music as One of Your Classroom Strategies by Richard Howell Allen. And in the article, he says, music is a powerful tool which can be added to most, if not all, learning situations. It has a direct physical, emotional, and psychological effect on both the students and the teacher. Properly employed, it can create a heightened social learning context, motivate students to engage themselves more rapidly, and provide a sense of safety that might not otherwise be possible. Right. And during your history lessons, here's another idea for you. You can play period music. So if you're in, um, if you are uh, studying about the um, ancient times, you could do Gregorian chants. If you're if you're reading about that part in history, that time in history, um, you can also learn about the types of music and musicians and composers from that time period. Um, whatever you're learning about, um, in instruments also, I found some really, really good, um, websites for this. There's, there's some links that we'll put in the show notes here. There's some music timelines. Uh, let's see. This one is from Fact Monster. It has an entire music timeline that goes back to, from 325 and goes up to 2000 and seven, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just has little short blurbs about different um, important facts in music history. Uh, there's also a class called music, an online class called music history 102, which it looks like it, it was supposed to also have recordings, but it, I'm guessing the recordings are being removed because I couldn't find them anywhere. Um, but it, it still has lots of really interesting information. It breaks down music into, um, periods, middle ages, Renaissance, Baroque, classical, romantic, and the 20th century. And it has some different information there and links to even more information. So that's interesting to read. Um, medieval and Renaissance instruments. This I thought was really cool. And I actually, am going to have to dig around some more and see if I can find some from other time periods too, because this was excellent. If you're studying medieval or Renaissance time right now, it's got a chart of, Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So about 32 different instruments from that time period. And if, as you click on each one, this is from uh, Iowa State um, website. It's from the college, I believe. Um, and if you click on each one, like the bladder pipe, it will show you a picture <laughs> of what it looks like. Somebody with an actual instrument. And some of these pages, not all of them, but some of them actually have little um, recordings as well. So, um, you can actually hear what the instrument sounds like. And I mean, I've never seen a bladder pipe before. It's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see what else there's also, I found a couple of videos on YouTube on the evolution of music. Um, there is one that goes back in time to like, I think it starts with Gregorian chants and it goes up through modern times. Um, and then I found another one that was an evolution of music, which is just two guys playing of one guy plays a violin and one plays a cello. And it's beautiful and it's really well done. The video is really well done. So it's kind of like they're doing like this montage of music starting from early times and moving on through to modern times. Really, really well done. And kind of funny too. They actually have like a phone rings in the middle and you have to see it. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We also have a link here for popular songs from American history. That would be a good place to go look up some if you want to learn some um, some good songs from our American history. Tunes, lyrics, information, historical background, and tune-related links. Um, and then History for Music Lovers is a um, 
YouTube channel, right? Yes, and that's one of my favorite links. Yeah, they they take modern songs and they rewrite the lyrics to oh, teach yes. history concepts. That's right. I knew it sounded familiar. That's right. I remember you talked about that before. I have. I've talked about it several times. I like it a lot. Yeah, very very <laughs> cool. Um, also, you know, you can incorporate art and music together. So mm-hmm. let's link these our two, two episodes together here. You yeah. can put on different types of music and have kids color how they feel um, to the music or right. of the music, what the, the music feels like to them. And there is a great website, um, stringskeysandmelodies.com. They have a great article on that that we will link in the show notes. Yes, and you can also reinforce science concepts with music that ties into the subject matter. Um, touched upon it a little bit before, but there's some, there's tons and tons of science songs out here. There we got a link in their show notes for a video on a song about volcanoes. And then, of course, you can't forget They Might Be Giants has an entire CD called Here Comes Science. Oh, and it's a DVD, too. They have uh, music videos, too, I guess. Yes, they do. CD and DVD. So when that's love, love, all love them. You have that, right? Um, I one? I don't. Oh, I wish okay. I did. No. It's two CDs, it looks like. Oh, no. Yes. No, no, no. One's a CD, one's a DVD. One's a DVD, right. I right. see. So, and there's Science is Real, uh, I Am a Paleontologist, Electric Car, How Many Planets, Why Does the Sunshine? There's just all kinds of stuff in here. So It has Why Does the Sunshine, which it was the incorrect version. They had the incorrect information in it, but it also has... Um, why does the sun really shine which is the the new song that actually is the correct song as to why the sun shines they corrected their their science information huh yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool i think it's fantastic now mm-hmm. keep in mind uh here comes science i know we do have some um listeners that are religious and it does talk about um evolution um in my brother the ape and one of the other songs in there it talks about evolution but a heads up Yes, but it's only two songs out of the entire album, and the rest of the album is absolutely fantastic. So no need to throw out the entire album just because of two songs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some great songs out there for memorizing math concepts. We found some songs on rockthestandards.com, also mathbyheart.com. There is a, a site out there, Teacher and the Rockbots. They have some multiplication and some science song. Um, smartshorties.com has some hip-hop music to help you learn your math. And is that Google? Yeah, it's Google, like as in the um, the number, measurement. Not- yeah, <laughs> not Google the search engine. <laughs> That's hilarious. Google it's power. Google. Yeah, with the OL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Multiplication and addition songs. Yeah, and I have those CDs, and they are very, very well done. Awesome. Yeah, so let's see. And here's some music for preschoolers, and maybe some younger elementary might appreciate them as well. I actually did a lot of preschool music with my kids, well, with Maven when she was younger. By the time Tieran came along, I was no longer doing Mommy and Me classes in my home, so it didn't happen quite as much by that point. But um, Steve Songs is fabulous. He's the guy who sings the interstitials um, between shows on PBS. So if you've seen any of the Mr. Steve um, things, that's just him. And he is fantastic. I love all his music. He's really, really good. Um, Steve Weeks is a guy who I discovered when he sent me his CDs to review. And they're awesome. Oh my gosh. He's got alphabet CDs. They're all alliteration. So he's got like three different CDs. And he's taken the alphabet and broken it into three different CDs. Each song is a different um, is a different letter of the alphabet. So like 
you know, in the bee song, it's all got a bunch of words with bees, start with bees, and it's, they're funny, they're story songs, and each one of them is very different, like, um, sound-wise, they are, they're, you know, sometimes you'll get a CD and all the songs kind of sound alike. Mm-hmm. His, are, his are much more diverse, and I just love him. He's just fantastic. That's steveweeksmusic.com. Go check him out. And he's got other CDs as well, but his Alphabet CDs are my favorite. One of my favorites is the G song. I love the girl. I think it's Four Little Girls, I think it's called. It's like a Halloween kind of song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd probably like it. <laughs> <laughs> and Fred the Fish is really cute, too. Anyway, really, really good music. Um, they Might Be Giants has uh, Here Come the One Two Threes and Here Come the ABCs. And I haven't heard any of those yet, but I've heard that they're good for preschoolers. You have you have them, right? Um, or you have well, listened to them? We've listened to them because they um, play them on the Disney Channel. Oh, right. Yeah. And then for circle time type songs, if you'd like to do circle time with your kids or, you know, just one-on-one, it doesn't have to be a circle. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be like Ray time if you only have like one kid? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Math jokes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but you could still do it. I mean, like in the Waldorf philosophy, they do circle times, but they don't necessarily have a circle of kids. They just have one kid. But um, <laughs> Rachel Buckman, I highly recommend Rachel Buckman. Um, she has a CD. She doesn't have a website, but she does have a CD. Um, Sing a Song of Seasons is the first one I ever heard of hers. And then Hello, Everybody is another really good one. Those are really good songs for singing with little ones. Jim Gill. Oh, my gosh. Fabulous. I, I think he's almost as good. Almost. Not quite. But almost as good as Raffi. Not quite the same style. His is more silly. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really silly. But... <laughs> um, but lots of action songs, lots of, you know, you, you, you know, like head, shoulders, knees and toes, that kind of thing where you're moving and you're action, you're doing actions and stuff. Also recommend that I didn't put it in the show notes yet. Um, dragon songs, just, uh, a dragon tail, sorry, dragon tail songs from the TV show, from the PV, PBS oh, right, yeah. TV show. Forgot to put that in there. We have to add that. Um, they have really good songs for getting, getting up and moving and wiggling too. Um, and of course, Raffi, you can't, you can't have a preschool list of songs without Raffi. Everything Raffi ever did is fabulous. Um, Lori Berkner, I'm sure lots of you guys are familiar love with Lori her. Berkner. She's good. I, I don't like her videos, but I love her music. So I like listening to her. <laughs> Not quite so adult friendly for the videos. There's only so much corniness you can take, but she's fabulous <laughs> at her music. And so love her. Same thing with Greg and Steve, actually. So Greg and Steve, you can't have a, a preschool list without Greg and Steve. They are amazing. Also, they come to Fresno every year and I've, I don't know how many times I've seen them in concert now. They're really, really good. And I, what I really really love about Greg and Steve are the days of the week song and the months of the year song. So if you guys are working on days of the week or months of the year, highly recommend go to iTunes and just buy those two songs and your kids can learn the days of the week and the months of the year because we use those songs. And then last but not least, go check out my homeschool realm web web page, um, which is uh, uh, all about kids music. I have, um, Actually, it's a category on my site, and I've put the link in the show notes so you can go right to the category. I have a kids' music review section um, that I have on there, and I've reviewed quite a lot of CDs. I've had people for years sending me their CDs to review, and I only review the good ones, so (laughs) (laughs) so I don't put bad ones out there. So it's all good stuff, so go check it out for an even more complete preschool music collection because it's mostly preschool music because when I was doing that was when Maven was little. Ah, Mm. well... There's also everybody's favorite, Schoolhouse Rocks. Oh, yes. As we all remember that from our childhood in between all the commercials on Saturday morning. 
<laughs> and Schoolhouse Rocks covers everything. It's got grammar, it's got history, it's got science and math. It's yep. just everything out there. They even have uh, economics. Yeah. What, what's your favorite Schoolhouse Rocks song? Uh, interjection maybe. I, really I love loved that interjection. When I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I also really the like shot con- in the butt. <laughs> conjunction junction. <laughs> oh yes, conju- or I'm just a bill. Oh, I'm just that. a bill. Yeah. So everybody remembers Schoolhouse Rock. So that's yes. a good one to share with your kids, and it covers a wide variety of subjects. Um, you can also play games with music. We have a link from Learning with Play at Home. Um, it's a great blog, and they have five. Fun games to get kids up and moving to their favorite tunes, such as musical statues, uh, musical chairs, um, move like the music, and animal dance. You'll have to read the blog to find out exactly what all of those are. Mm-hmm. You can also educate about music. There is a fantastic list of links at the ultimate list of online music education activities, which is um, at a blog called Co- cornerstoneconfessions.com and we will have that link in the show notes as well because it is a mouthful to try to remember all of that and this is a huge I mean like scrolling for days list of, of ways to teach children about music composers composition musical instruments notation symbolism um, just everything you could think of that you want to teach a kid about um, music it's probably there yep That'll get you started, at least. Yep. And one of the simplest ways to use music in homeschooling is as background music and as a break from learning. So you can just take a dance break, crank up some fun tunes, and go wild. We we do that from time to time. That's I've been known to uh, boogie boogie on down. Yeah, we, we have <laughs> impromptu kitchen dance parties. Oh, sure. Absolutely. We've also included some more, new, more links in the show notes to explore. Um, we have one that it's called, I guess that's museopen.org. Muse is a music, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, it provides free music recordings, sheet music, and more. I believe that was mostly classical music, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Um, and then there's one called Classics for Kids. Learn about classical music and have fun. Um, it does seem like most of the stuff out there is um, is classical music, but, you know, well, you got to learn about that as well. But Well, and public domain makes that like a, that's you know, true. a more viable Very resource true. to draw from. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, as if I find some more stuff on um, things that are not necessarily classical music, I will stick it in the show notes as I find them because I am always digging around trying to find other music. Uh, and if you know any, please add it to the comments in the show notes. This is episode 29, I believe, right? It is. 29? Yeah, so that would be SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 29. And add your um, links to the comments so that we can grow our list. Um, and then, of course, last but not least is the website we've been talking about mostly today, which is songsforteaching.com, um, which is where we got a whole bunch of the articles from. And then they also have a blog called songsforteaching.net, which also has even more information. So, lot, I mean, you could be stuck on both of those websites for days yeah, <laughs> and just, a lot. just digging and enjoying. And it, there's a lot of really good stuff on there so Mm -hmm. dig around and and see what you can find and and if you have anything else to add please add a comment to uh, episode 29 excellent music helps children learn and retain information in addition to making learning more fun overall music can also serve as a tension breaker and a great way to get the wiggles out when young learners just need to move it can be a valuable addition to any educational path and should be viewed not as a distraction from learning but as another tool in a parent's bag of tricks to encourage and educate 
In conclusion, from the article Musical Arts Makes Sense by Eric Jensen from the songsforteaching.com website, Based on the evidence gathered so far, it is both reasonable and prudent that music should be a significant part of every child's education. It is the ethical, scientific, and cultural imperative that all children get exposure to music as an equal to every other discipline. There is also support for the policy of starting children early in their music education as the effects are greater in the early years. Positive impact increases with each additional year. Yep, I think that pretty much covers it. That covers everything. Awesome. Yeah, very fun. I had a lot of fun digging all that stuff up. That was a good, uh, good research. Uh, it was fun to research all of that. Yeah, we started that off not really knowing where it was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we really get enough information on this? It's hard to find music inf- music education information that's not specifically just about learning about music, right? Or like learning to play an instrument, right? Right. Like that's easy to find, but finding how to incorporate music into all subjects is hard to find. Yeah. But boy, we should, we sure hit the jackpot. I think we with, did, especially with that songs songs for learning website. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. And if you like to keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms. On Pinterest at Pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool. And we're on Instagram. We are Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com and the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Went to family and did an indoor egg hunt. Uh, wait, let me redo that. We went to family. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> It's been a real relief working with people who seem like they generally genuinely. Hi. <laughs> Let's try that again, shall we? <laughs> Let's see. So we finished Magic by Angie Potter, and that's magic with a, a Y. Can you stop for a second? Sure. You just said Angie Potter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say Potter? <laughs> oh my god. Why in the heck did I say Potter? That is so weird. Am I thinking <laughs> Harry Potter? I don't know. <laughs> that was it. Oh. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, do 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 do. I was like, click it. Okay.